This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. We are talking about fighting life's battles, and today we're looking at faith. And, you know, it's hard to imagine going through this life and going through this world without faith. And yet faith sometimes is a struggle. And certainly we don't come to faith on our own. We don't come to faith in isolation. But we come to faith through relationships. I want you to know that as a person of faith, I don't stand up here on my own. And I certainly don't stand up here as a self-made man or as someone that has come to faith apart from people. You know, I was blessed to have a godly grandmother as a kid. I had a, a, a mother that believed in me. Uh, I had a great little church family, a little country church up in North Missouri. About 50 folks on a Sunday morning was a good crowd. And uh, it was a close relationships that I, I knew these basically farm people. And they weren't perfect, but they were real. And they were real about their faith, their love for each other, their love for God. I even lived next to the preacher, so I didn't, didn't really have a chance in a way especially when I had a crush for a while on the preacher's daughter. So, but God works in so many different ways. And, you know, uh, if you've been around a while and you've got more than a couple decades in life, uh, or if you just got a couple of decades behind you, I, I want to encourage you to think about this, do this. Just draw a line on a piece of paper and divide your life into decades. Uh, and... On each decade of life, just initial the names of people in your life that, that blessed you, that God had in your life, that reached out to you, that had an effect on your faith in a positive way. To me, when I do that, it is astounding at how much I'm a product of the faith that other people had in Jesus and the faith that these people believed in me and how those things come together. You know, it's, it's always kind of been that way. It's not changed. And uh, to look at this in Scripture, to me, is really exciting. So we're going to look today in the Gospel of John, the first chapter, and we're going to look at relationships. We're going to look at how through relationships that people came to know Jesus. So we pick up the story as we look at... Uh, John being the guy that baptized Jesus just the day before. And just, just read through these sequence of events and relationships and networking that takes place. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. <coughs> the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, Who are you looking for? And they said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We found the Messiah, which is translated 
anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip, and he said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was born, was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael saw him. Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So did you catch all those connections? John just says a word about Jesus, the witness of Jesus. Look, there's the Lamb of God. Two of his followers hear him, and so they start following Jesus. They spend the day with Jesus at Jesus' invitation. They hang out together. And one of those two guys that spent the day with Jesus was Andrew. And what does Andrew do? Andrew goes and finds his brother Simon. And Andrew brings Simon to Jesus. And Jesus looks one, one time at Simon and says, So you're Simon. From now on, you're going to be called Cephas Peter, meaning a rock. Jesus, the very first time they meet, speaks into Simon's life speaks into the person that he's going to become. I just, I just love that. The next day, Jesus finds Philip, and Philip starts following Jesus. And Philip is so impressed about Jesus that he finds Nathaniel. Now, Nathaniel is very skeptical. Uh, when Philip tells Nathaniel, we found him. He's the guy. He's the guy that the scriptures have been speaking about. He's the fulfillment. And he says, it's Jesus from Nazareth. Nazareth. <laughs> Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel's skeptical. But does Philip argue with him? Nah. You don't argue people into faith. Philip just invites him. Well, come and check him out for yourself. And I love what Jesus does when he sees Nathaniel. Does Jesus mock him and put him down for being skeptical? Does Jesus berate him because he just put down his hometown? <laughs> Not at all. Jesus compliments Nathaniel. Jesus says something about his character that's positive. In you, Nathaniel, there's no deceit. And people come in this way relationships, friends, talking to friends, a brother bringing a brother. A neighbor bringing a neighbor. All these things happen in natural, normal ways. As people that know Jesus bring people to know him too. 
One of the things that really impresses me about uh, the way Jesus reaches out to people is that he doesn't, he doesn't put them down. He doesn't point out their faults and, and their sins. And now, this has been my observation over the years. This is not true of everyone. Most people don't have to be convinced of their hang-ups or their faults. They may not ever bring it to light. But what most people have to be convinced of is grace, is forgiveness, is mercy. Most people have to be convinced that, you know, I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not. And I'm going to be accepted by God for who I am and where I am. And so Jesus, through grace, accepts us where we are. And it's in relationship with Jesus that we change. If followers of Jesus today would talk about Jesus the way Jesus talked about himself, or the way that Jesus reached out to people with grace, I think a lot more people would be coming to Jesus. I want to show you a video right now of a couple of young people in our congregation, uh, two youth students that grew up at Schweitzer, and uh, they talk about their faith and how they've come to know Jesus. Let's watch. Ever since that uh, I've met God, I've just felt better. and. Now that I've joined the confirmation program, I can just like bring God into my everyday life. I can show other people who He is. I, I can just be with Him no matter what. And before I didn't know Him, I just, I couldn't do any of that. And now that I've met Him, I'm, I'm always with Him. And I can just, just be with Him all the time. I n never really knew who He was. I just like kind of, worshiped him not knowing like how but now that I've joined confirmation I know how to just bring him outside of church and just take him with me everywhere I go God is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me and the best thing that will ever happen to me it'll change your life and if you if you pray and pray every everything will be different it'll change your perspective on everything you look at and everything it'll change everything I was born and raised here at Schweitzer, and I've been here my whole life, and um, I really started to get into my faith when I started going to youth group. I, uh, I started to develop that sense of community, and I started to get um, a lot of really good friends who shared the same faith that I did, and um, allowed me to really um, dig deeper into my faith by, you know, studying and um, coming every Wednesday to church and every Sunday. And as I've gotten older, I've been able to understand more um, about the Bible and about God. And it's just really been able, um, it's really made me able to uh, grow closer to God. And having that backup system here at church and having all my friends here has been an amazing experience. So. Um, I definitely think that the first year I went to Camp Galilee was the biggest experience for me. 
um, because just seeing how many people have such a big love for God really helped me um, grasp my faith. You know, uh, I think that being in a community is very important, but I also think that having um, your own opinion on the Bible and your own view on it is also really important. And to know um, and to gain your own opinions is really important. Just to do your own, own research, to figure it out on your own, I think is very important. You know, I just, I just urge everyone to become involved and to just really commit 100% to, um, to their faith. And I just think that if you do, wonderful things will happen. Wow, I love those, those witnesses. Uh, Matt talking about how that he, he now takes Jesus out of church, wherever he goes. And Claire talking about digging in and uh, a Camp Galilee experience and the relationships with youth. Both these young people, they run in different circles. They have different friendships, and yet they're a part of this community of faith. They grew up here. You know, it's crazy because they change and I don't. And uh, uh, man, if they change and blossom and grown up to be such beautiful young people who know and love Jesus. It just thrills my heart. And, and what they have done for us today is demonstrate how that each of us can talk about faith in natural, normal ways. I want you to think about um, an elevator talk. An elevator talk is different from a TED talk. Uh, an elevator talk is a lot shorter, a lot briefer. You only have a few minutes or maybe seconds in an elevator. And by an elevator talk, we don't mean that you literally, the next time you're on an elevator, find somebody to share your faith with. But it is looking for those opportunities, maybe at a practice, maybe in a car, maybe over coffee. You know, the question comes up, are you ready? Are you always ready to give a reason for the hope that is in you? And can you say in a, in a personal real way what Jesus means to you? Who Jesus is in your life? Because you're the expert of your own faith story. No one can tell your faith story like you. How do you do that? How do you refer to Jesus? What are you calling? Well, you may not call him rabbi or messiah or lamb of God. Those are, those are Hebrew terms. Those are Bible terms. But you get at the heart of who he is behind those names. He's, he's the teacher, but he's more than a teacher. Uh, he's the savior. He's God. So you talk about your friend. You talk about this Jesus who... You've come to know how that he's changed your life and how he continues to give you hope. How that he's the son of, of God, the God of the universe, and how you've made him the God of your life. You, you write your talk. You craft the words that is real about you. You ready? Do you have an elevator talk? 
to share with others. And you look for those opportunities where what Matt and Claire both did was that they said a word of encouragement at the end. And the hook is you can say, well, maybe you'd like to talk more about this. Maybe we can go for a cup of coffee. Maybe we can do this over lunch uh, somewhere. You find neutral ground. But you intentionally are looking for ways in which you can share your faith with other people because people come to know Jesus through other people that know Jesus. I'd like to invite you to look at this uh, second video with me of Justin and Ashley Vaughn. I've just recently become more involved in my faith and have really discovered that faith can be a reality for myself. Um, I've grown up my entire life really as a non-believer looking for um, a reason why to believe. And um, here just recently, me and my wife had been going through some personal uh, things that uh, made me dig a little deeper finally. And I realized that, um, you know, there is a God because there can be a better life than what I'm living right now. And I need to make that life happen for, for my family and myself. So that's, that's really what um, set my feet in, in stone and, and told me to start following this and um, digging deeper into my, into my faith. So. We, we started coming to Schweitzer in September. Um, we were pretty much at a crossroads in our marriage. It was either we continue our marriage or it dissolves. And we wanted to focus on our marriage. We didn't want to give up, and so we turned to God. And we fell head over heels in love with God. We jumped with both feet in the water, and we started coming every Sunday. And now God is such a big part of our lives, and we are more in love than we had ever been. Um, we are now expecting another one on the way. Um, and if you would have asked me that in September prior to all of it, we, I don't think I could yeah, say Yeah, we, we weren't at that point. Let's just say, we were, say far, we were far from it at that point, so. Me personally, I went to church one day by myself um, and the message I just felt was speaking to me. And I sat in the pew by myself and I cried and cried and it was at that time I realized that I was hit with something bigger than I could have ever imagined and come to find out I had re received the Holy Spirit and that ever since then it's just I, I know that this is this is real. If you are struggling going through anything that you feel like you can't get out of and it's the end of the road for you um, look up and, and start believing that there is somebody looking over you and, and there, is, there is help at the end of the road. Um, and you know, and follow that path. It'll lead you in the right direction. Turn to church, Schweitzer. There's so many great resources out there. Um, we've discovered and I mean, we're doing Alpha right now and we've connected with so many great people through that community and I mean, you're not alone. There are so many people that are here for you. What a wonderful witness. Just genuine, real words. Nothing off-putting there. Nothing threatening. Just a couple being real about their struggles. And yet, also being forthright about what 
God is doing in their life. Uh, all of us have a story. It's different. Their experiences are different. And all of us have a story. And we can all live with a sense of intentionality and hope. And sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we've known Jesus and walked with Jesus for years. And uh, fear comes at us or anxiety comes at us or disappointment or we wind up thinking or doing something we can't imagine that we were doing. It's part of the journey. But in all these cases, you stay with community. You stay with the scriptures. You stay with this hope. You have this confidence that God is holding on to you. And you're going to be okay. So what's your story? What's your story today? Maybe you're someone that has faith and you're a believer. And, and you've walked with Jesus for a long time. Do you share your story in a winsome way? In, in a way that is spirit directed? and In a way that you look for those opportunities to help other people to know Jesus too? Maybe you're someone that has come to faith and you're ready to profess your faith. And you've not been baptized to be baptized. Maybe you're someone that's been hanging out here for uh, some time and you're ready to commit to becoming a member and a, and a disciple right here at Schweitzer. Because we believe that every follower of Jesus needs to find their place to hang their hat and say, you know, this is my community of faith. This is where I'm going to live out my relationships with other people. This is where I'm going to invest in other people and other people are going to invest in me. You know, that, that's something that you can do and you can be a part of. Maybe you're someone that, you know, you just don't know where you are. You don't know about faith. You don't know where God, about God. You're, you're kind of where Justin was uh, last September. That's fine. Hang out here. But I, I do want to invite you to uh, next Sunday to go to Barbecue with Bob because it is great barbecue. We, we give a capsule view of what God is doing on this campus through this church. We do a tour and we don't keep you forever. You're in and out in 90 minutes. But it's a way in which we say, come and see. Come and check Jesus out. Come and hear the stories. And let, let us just help you to know that we're here for you. And we're ready to help you take that next step toward Jesus. Today is an is a exciting day at Schweitzer. We're confirming 18 young people in the faith one of those is Matt Kellerstrass, who gave his witness uh, on video. And uh, as these young people come, uh, there's questions that we're going to ask them. And, and these are the questions that uh, I'd like to just put in front of all of us today. Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sins? Looking at that question just for a moment... I love the word renounce. There's times in my spirit, in my life, I just have to renounce something. 
an attitude, a thought, a behavior, an action, some, something I'm harboring against something. I renounce that. You know, renouncing is so important, isn't it? To say, you know, I'm done with that. I'm not going to let that have power or influence in my life. I renounce that. And to repent means to change, to, to decide, to rethink my life and to go in a new direction, to, to want to change, to say I'm done with the old life, up with the new. Second question is, do you accept the freedom and power that God gives you? I love that. To meet to, to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. It's relying upon God's strength. It's not relying upon our abilities. But it's only, it's in our weakness sometimes that we learn how strong God really is. And so I recognize that it's this freedom that God gives me by, by my relying on him. A third question is, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace? And promise to serve him as your Lord. What a loaded question. What a great question. That, you know, I don't have to justify myself anymore. I don't have to try to justify my actions or my behavior or my shortcomings. I can be real. And I'm not justifying myself on my works or my merit. But I'm justifying myself by faith in Jesus through grace. It's through grace, it's through this love, it's through this acceptance that, that God gives every one of us. That I rely on this grace and I'm glad to confess Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. And the final question that we ask the confirmands or anyone that becomes a member, choose to become a member here, you're living out your discipleship here, will I faithfully participate you know, it's not eh, kind of sort. No, will I participate in the ministries, the swites, or through my prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness? Will I live out these things? Is this, is, this is where I'm going to hang my hat. This is how I'm going to say I'm in. I'm in. So, friends, uh, we don't fight the battle of faith alone. We do it through community. We do it through the body of Christ. We do it through mutually relying upon each other. I am a debtor to so many people in my life who've given so much of themselves to God and have blessed me through that. We too, as followers, as believers of Jesus, how can we not do exactly what Claire was telling us to do on the video? Dig in and give it 100%. How do people come to know Jesus? Through people like you.